Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back to Believe in Vanderbilt Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by betonline.ag and eBay. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins in the Music City, and as always, joined by our friend and Commodore legend, Ryan Seymour. Ryan, it's been far, far too long since we were together, but we are finally back. You are moved into Nashville. How you been, bro? I'm good. Yes, you just mentioned I'm back in Nashville. Um, so happy to be back. I tell you, um, every time I come back and visit, I just see more buildings popping up, more cranes in the sky downtown. Um, looks like COVID's finally over. I drove down Broadway last weekend. Holy crap. Thousands of people flooding the streets. Nashville's back, my man. We just got to recover from this freaking weather, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I hope that you didn't get any flooding at, at your place. We relatively avoided uh, it at, at my house. I live on top of a hill, fortunately. Yeah, so um, do I. Good, good for floods, bad for snow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to get up, trying to get up the hill and make it back to the crib. What last month or so uh, was definitely a challenge. The snow apocalypse hit us, and then what was it? The a few days later, it was like sixty-five and sunny. I mean, Nashville. I don't think anyone can keep up with this like uh, weather reality. It's a. It's a they could almost do a TV show just on the weather about Nashville. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, there's enough reality TV shows about Nashville that are about country music. I think at this point, just throw the yeah. weather into that. I mean, yeah. plus, if, plus, it feels like HGTV has a new Nashville show every week. So, um, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, gosh, you know, with people with people working remote nowadays, you're just seeing a huge flood of people from up north, Chicago, New York, even out west, San Fran, moving to Nashville. Who could blame them, though, man? What a I mean, city. I know tons of people who are like me who who made the LA to Nashville move. Like I know yeah. at least two dozen people who did who've done that in the last like Come couple on. years. We'll take them. Yeah, and, the more the know, merrier, we'll, man. We'll, we'll convert them into nice, you know, southern men and women, and uh, teach them our our southern hospitality, and the world will be a better place. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I mean, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening to me. It's happened to me. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Even you, uh, Midwest guys, you know, come so, on down. You know. Uh, we're everywhere. Well, what can I say? We're all we we've all finally realized that yeah. you know those uh those winners are really overrated up north. Yeah. So, so last time, yeah, last time, um, last time you and I met, I guess was the the last week of the season last year. Um, we all know last year in just I don't know. There's so much crazy stuff that happened there at the end of the year last year with Mason getting released. Uh, you know the the attention towards Sarah Fuller and that toll and that whole deal. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of things happened at the end of the year last year, but it's a new season, 2021, got new high expectations, got, uh, uh, refilled a little bit, rejuiced, um, with Vanderbilt football, with Clark Lee coming to Nashville, you know, something we haven't touched on yet. Obviously I'm super, super. Yeah. I mean, we, last time back. we were together, we, we talked with Justin Geisinger a little bit about, <laughs> uh, about coach Lee and, and when him playing mm-hmm. with coach Lee back in January, but it's been a minute since we were all together now that you're you're moved in. Uh, but before we get into the big news about Vandy United, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag. And betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
March Madness is here. It's the final four. I can't believe I stayed up late last night watching the uh, UCLA game, UCLA Michigan. And, uh, you know, as someone who went to grad school at UCLA, I was uh, very, very happy with the result of that one. Crazy game. Uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Ryan, how's your bracket looking? I uh, didn't do one this year. What? <laughs> no, man. I mean, I, I, uh... wa- I, I watched a total of maybe like two games of college basketball this year. I still fill out a bracket because it's just like every it's routine. Year, every single year I fill out a bracket, and every single year I'm in like two or three leagues, and I just I always lose. So yeah. I don't know. This year I'm like I'm not going to waste my money. Or waste my time filling one of these things out. So I just uh, decided not to do one this year. Good for you. I'm in a league with a bunch of the other Believe hosts, and I think I'm in DFL. So, you know, I, okay. I picked I picked Illinois to win it all, and yeah. uh, they they lost in the second round. Uh, so, yeah, not looking so great. But no matter who you bet on this year, you can still get back in on the action at Bet Online. Head on over to the web- website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are recording this on Wednesday, the 31st of March. And two days ago on Monday, big announcement coming out of McGugan Hall. The Vandy United Project, uh, the Vandy United Fund, I should say, $300 million going towards Vandy Sports, and a lot of it's going towards football. Ryan, I know you're excited about this. Yeah, I just was uh, kind of looking at some of the breakdown earlier on the show and what some of the, you know, what some of those money or funds are going to go into. Uh, Football Operations Center looks like we're going to expand the uh, McGugan Center, uh, indoor practice facility. Uh, you got a basketball operations center and then you got to upgrade to the fan experience. So um, real quick, just kind of want to briefly touch on some of these things. Uh, needless to say, many of these are, are well overdue. Um, number one. Uh, you know the fan experience, the the the, the, uh, the upgrade to the stadium. I think that first and foremost is going to be a great way to uh, you know to give back to the fans. And you know, first and foremost, at least if we can't uh, produce on the field, at least uh, <laughs> you know have a good experience for them in the stadium. So I'm really really excited to see some things done to that. I'm not sure, you know what. Uh, what we've done inside of the stadium, you know, I've seen from a player's perspective, like, you know, years ago, we put the new Jumbotron up there. We redid the field, which is really nice, but I'm really hoping to see, you know, a little bit things more done in the concession standpoint, maybe some better food options, you know, perhaps some maybe upgraded suites um, as well as, you know, the whole overall fan experience, some, you know, some things going on outside of the stadium. Hopefully we see uh, some of those things improve Um, a football operations center. So, I guess this is going to be a team specific facility that they're going to implement, I guess, build a new facility that's going to be football specific for meeting rooms, you know, uh, films, coaches, offices, et cetera. That'd be really cool to see. Uh, you know, it'll definitely be very, very special. If I'm a, you know, if you're a recruit that's coming to visit Vanderbilt, that's going to be a really neat, really neat facility to be able to go in and say, Hey, this is going to be football specific. So whether that's, you know, going in there and having a, you know, an area where just the guys can kind of hang out outside the locker room. You know, a lot of these, play, you know, a lot of these clubs have lounges. That's, you know, probably one of be one of the things they put in there. That's going to be really neat. Um, you know, kind of no distractions because right now McGugan, you share, you share the facility with every other sport. So, you know, sometimes you go into the, the training room and 
Um, you know, there'd be all the tables would be taken up because baseball's in there and you're trying to get some rehab or so just having a, a football specific operations center is going to be a really, really nice, uh, addition in my opinion, um, uh, expanding the McGugan center, you know, they've been maybe not so much expanding the McGugan center over the years, but they've been, you know, fixing the inside of it. They did add a second story above McGugan of, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago when it was like my junior year. Um, and up there they put new meeting rooms. Uh, for the football and for the coaches' offices, you know, so that was really nice. But it is going to be nice to see, you know, additions added on the McGugan. I'm not sure where they're going to put that. They're kind of running out of real estate. You know, Vanderbilt's campus is is already tight enough as it is. Um, so I'll be really interested to see what they do or what their plans are as far as expand McGugan. Now it says here indoor football practice facility. I don't know if we need that. That's cool. I mean, I mean, they're going to have they, uh, it's, they're, they're supposed to have a full length practice field adjacent to the current outdoor facility. I guess that's great yeah. for off season workouts. Well, two. And I guess that's good. I, mean, I guess it's good for. I mean, if they're a little, if it's you know November maybe, but I mean, we have it indoor already. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just finished that indoor. I don't know, like you know, maybe nine or ten years ago. But in my yeah. opinion, that thing is still brand new. Um, you know, I guess it won't hurt to have a second one. If it's going to be a little bit closer to McGugan, that'd be kind of nice because you do have to walk across the field to get to the indoor facility at this point. So anytime you do have kind of inclement weather, yeah, you kind of do have to run across the field to get to the indoor. Um, so if they do plan to just put that on the adjacent practice facility, right now you've got a, a turf field and you got a grass field. So I'm assuming they're going to use one of those to put a full-length football indoor there, um, which would be really cool. Um you know, well, I think I, I think part that. of that is like you're in the SEC. It's an arms race for facilities, right? And so right. you look around and you see, you know, Auburn and Tennessee and Georgia and everyone else. Like they've got ridiculous indoor facilities. If you want to keep up with yeah. the Joneses, which you have to do, it's kind of a you know just a, a you know, the basics at this point to have you know two mm -hmm. indoor practice fields. Yeah, you know, I guess I, I did. I have visited several other colleges, and I guess the more I think about it, you know, a lot of those indoor facilities were football specific. Um, so, like you mentioned, it certainly is kind of a race to see, you know, which which uh, which program can have the best, the most facilities. Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be great. I mean, obviously, the state or the indoor facility that they did ten years ago is still, in my opinion, amazing. I guess that's really why I was like, well, I don't know if they need another one, but. Hell, if they're going to, you know, if they got the money, if they already have it, I mean, you know, why not? I guess uh, it's just going to be one more item, you know, one more recruiting tactic and one more thing that's going to, you know, allow us to to put, a better, to better put a better product on the field. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what is completely entailed in that practice facility. Is it just a field or are they going to have a football specific weight room there training rooms and things like that in there yeah that and that's are... more, i guess that's the football operations center and i'm not sure where they plan to put that i mean now if that's all uh, part of one like football complex that would make a little yeah, bit more sense that would make more sense and i think that's what they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to kind of go toward like go towards the uh like rec facility like there's a rec facility behind mcgugan they're going to probably have to expand that way and maybe kind of like leak in a little bit towards the track area over there as I'm assuming that's what they're going to have to do. Um, you know, these are all, I guess, just a list of items that, um, that Candice Lee kind of ro rolled out for us and our, you know, what, what they plan to do with that $300 million in the Vandy United fund. So, 
you know, needless to say, we're all really excited to see this stuff come together. You know, my only, you know, my thing is, 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 uh, it's just, are these again, things that they just telling us cause we want to hear, you know, when do they plan to break ground? And then there was a question I saw in the conference, um, you know, they were doing a little, uh, you know, press conference after the release of the Vandy United. And one of the questions from the, you know, from the one reporter is, is, you know, why now? What I guess, why, why all of a sudden has Vanderbilt, um, you know, expressing interest and expressing all of this excitement and ready to completely buy in, you know, why now all of a sudden, I guess, you know, why hasn't, you know, why wouldn't this this done 20, 30 or 10 years ago. So I guess that was a really good question. And Candace, in my opinion, kind of, I don't know, she kind of shook it off a little bit, but you know, I, I, I hear it. There's probably a million reasons. There's probably a million reasons why, you know, I mean, so I think, really... I think part of it is because with the new hire of Clark Lee, they're getting more donor money. And I think that they're that trying to, be. I think they're, I would assume they're just trying to ride the wave. Yeah, they, absolutely. You know, that you were they see... holding some of that back until, you know, maybe they, you know, Again, maybe they were holding some of that back until they got rid of Mason. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe uh, you know what? Maybe one of the things that that again, we I have no insight to this. Maybe one of the things that you know Clark Lee said when he came here is that I'm expecting you know part of me coming on as the football coach is an investment from the university, and I need to see that in order to know that you are bought into me and this program as well. And so right. I think this could be something along the lines of not just they've been holding back. We know that Mason didn't necessarily like really push for a lot of this stuff as True, much too. Again, as that's a good point James as well. Franklin did. So I would maybe not the be university so- just needed that extra little nudge. You know, like you said, maybe Mason wasn't pushing for some of these items. Maybe he, maybe he thought, Hey, if I ask for some of these things, I might be gone. And so he maybe was trying to get away with just a bare minimum without trying to, you know, because I feel like the job of a head coach, you know, a job of a head coach needs to be having those uncomfortable conversations with the university, with Candace Lee, you know, talking about things that they need to fight for to be able to get the recruits that we need to obviously put a successful program on the field. And those can be tough conversations. Asking for money is a tough conversation. So I, I'm sure that that was part of, you know, Kirk Lee's negotiating contact or part of Coach Lee's. Uh, contract, you know, when he was negotiating coming to Vanderbilt. Uh, so I'm sure those were discussions that he had with Candace before he got hired. And, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe Coach Lee is pushing, you know, the administration of where it needs to be pushed, where we saw similarity with Frank, with James Franklin. You know, I always thought that he did a really good job of having those conversations to get the university buy in. That's what we've been saying all this time, right? Do you agree? Like, oh, absolutely. We need a school to buy in. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we've been saying for, you know, as long as we've been talking, as long as I've been talking to people in and around the program, fans of Vanderbilt football, you need the university to believe back, in the program back. as much right. as the people who are involved in the program believe in it as well. Because if you don't have that kind of support, well, then you're not going to be able to get people from the community to support. They're going to be like, why mm-hmm. should I buy in if you're not even bought in? Right. And so yeah. I think part of this that we're seeing is excitement around a new coach. Uh, mm-hmm. We are seeing that Vandy athletics needs some good PR right now. So wait, what's a great way to get some good PR? <laughs> right. Hey, we're spending money on it. Come on yes. down. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. Hey, um, I'm, all, I'm all about riding the wave, man. Hey, when you look good, 
and you feel good, you play good, man. You know, that's the NFL absolutely. motto. But uh, no, I'm absolutely thrilled. Where everyone's super, super happy to finally have some positive, you know, some positive things that we get to report on and some positive things that we get to share, you know, in the community and amongst, you know, amongst Vanderbilt University because, you know, towards the end of 2020, I just, I was like, it, it can't get any worse. It could You're not right. get we, any worse. We hit rock bottom. We, we hit, hit rock bottom. Rock bottom. And you know what? The the only good thing that comes out of hitting rock bottom is that there's nowhere to go to butt up. And yeah. that you also see, okay, well, we hit rock bottom. How do we respond? And some of the responses so far that we've seen have given us positive indications, right? Mm -hmm. We seem to have hired a good coach in Clark Lee who has a vision and who is able to get people behind him. He seems he seems to have Candace Lee on board with this mm -hmm. and there is some you know goodwill with the public and the fan base at this point with hiring a guy who comes from Vandy has had success at the collegiate level and is a guy who is no nonsense there's no BS around Clark Lee from everything that we know around him and you know people are excited for a new era let's face it you know for everything that we know about Coach Mason being a great man, he got stale. It got stale with him, both in the locker room and the on-field product, and in the community. People, no one was jazzed up about seeing Derek, no. you know, a Derek Mason-led team. There is now some public goodwill. Season ticket sales way up right now. Way I up. Right. I got mine last week. I'll be yeah. in section F. You want to find me? Row four. Oh, very so, nice. I I'll be in section H, but um, you know, I'll I'll just be right around the corner from you. But okay, you know, we'll we'll we'll, yeah. uh, we'll be seeing you over there for sure. I was excited, man. You know, I I got a uh, I got a call from I believe his name was Thomas in the uh, in the Vanderbilt ticket office. Um, I had put in an early deposit, like I said, twenty one dollar deposit to buy season tickets. I don't know months ago when they first released it, and uh, I got a call from Thomas, and we got uh, we got all set up. It was a really really easy process, you know, for people who are thinking about you know, possibly signing up, but not really sure. There's a ton of good seats available. They're very affordable. You know, my, being a first time ticket buyer, I was like, I was telling my wife, she was like, well, how much is it going to cost? I'm like, oh, I really don't know what to expect. Um, but very, very affordable, very, very easy process. I'm so happy. I'm going to have an opportunity to go to every single game this year versus in the past of, you know, living in Atlanta or living wherever I was at. I got to come to maybe one, two games at best a year. So I'm really, really happy to have a chance to get back and, and cheer on, cheer on the doors on yeah, I mean, the field for you know? for non alumni. Tickets start at one seventy five a seat for the season, which is ridiculous. not bad. I mean, and you, you know, know how many, you know how much, <laughs> you know, I have friends of mine uh, being from Georgia. You know, friends of mine who buy tickets to the Georgia games, and they're like, oh, yeah. dude, we we'll, we would buy Vanderbilt season tickets just to go to the Georgia game. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. it uh, now that's a hell of a deal. Well, and, and you know, if you know. For that, I mean, it's obviously you want the Vanderbilt fans at every game. But, you know, if you're worried about the money, you can sell one or two tickets to one or two big games and make and your money back them. and then some. That's so, right. Absolutely. You know. No, I'm really, really excited. You know, I just uh, I just hope with this Vandy United Fund that we can start seeing some of these benefits early and possibly, you know, some things even this season. I know I know the season's not for another, I don't know, four or five months, but uh, it's going to be here quick. And mm -hmm. I really, really hope that some of this – Vandy United money can uh, 
you know, I just don't want to see a year of go bias, right? I know, obviously, you know, as far as some of these facility upgrades are going to take are going to take time, but you know, as far as the fan experience, there's things that we could do immediately that could certainly pump up, you know, the the fan experience and wanting to get people in their seats. Obviously, we know winning's the number one thing to put people on the stands, but uh, you know, I think we could definitely take some immediate action to put more fans in the stands. They did that last year, the year before, by you know, allowing alcohol at the at the games. Uh, I was like, the line, the line to get a beer was insane. Let's get more vin- let's get more beer stands so we don't have these crazy lines. Okay? I know. Let's get like a bunch of beer stands. Like, who did they not think people were going to buy these? Like, they had like two beer stands, and the line was freaking like a hundred people. It, take, it, like, it takes a, it takes get, almost the entire half just to get a just yeah. to get a beer. Like, come yeah. on now, get, get more beer stands. That's my that's my recommendation. My recommendation <laughs> is to get beer guys walking the aisles. Yeah, like, yeah, if you're you know, gonna do it. If you're gonna do it, do it the best you can possibly do it. Right? Absolutely. Don't half-ass it. Don't try to just like, you know, quietly we're selling. No, no, Sell do it beer. out. Like if Sell I'm going to, if, if I'm going to go buy, you know, buy a Bud Light or a Miller Light, I I'll pay, I'll pay $2 more to have the guy walking up and walk down. Walk by the, me. Yes. Walk by me. Yep. I'll give you $10. Cold for, beer. Yeah. Pretty, seriously. My like gonna be, my hand's going to be up the whole I'll time. Be, I'll be right here. I'll take two of those. <laughs> yeah. Give me the biggest ones you got and we're oh. good to go. And I'll, you know, I'll pay a couple extra bucks plus give you a tip for that rather than yep. go have to wait in line <laughs> for it. And, you know, it's, you know, it's just, I don't want no, to miss just, the, if I'm there, yeah, I, I don't want to miss the game. I'm not no. going there to, if I'm overpaying for beer, which you're, you're overpaying for beer, whether it's in line or being oh, handed to you by the, the beer guy. No I don't, yeah. <laughs> at that point, I don't care. I just don't want to leave my seat. I already, I paid for the seats. I've right. paid to be there. I've already been in, you know, I, I, I've already been in Vandyville. I've already been tailgating. Just like, you know, bring me my beer. That's all I want. So let's uh, let's kind of let's kind of transition here. So I had an opportunity a couple weeks ago to go visit spring practice. Right now, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is in the middle. I kind of like I guess they're kind of right in the middle right now of spring ball, and I'm sure yep. they have a few more weeks. And then I think they're having a spring game, correct? Yes, uh, I they, think that... they will be having a spring game. I think what's the date of the uh, spring game? Uh, it is coming up. Got to be coming up in soon. I mean, I'm sh- sometime in April. Yeah, it is the um, well uh, April seventeenth. April seventeenth. Boom. April seventeenth. Okay, yep. so about okay, about two and a half weeks from now. Um, so they're kind of dead dead middle of spring ball right now. I had an opportunity to go meet uh, a bunch of the new coaches. Got to step on the field, see you know, uh, revisit some of the old stomping grounds, as you could say. I will. I would say that. Uh, Coach Lee has done a really good job of kind of filling out his coaching roster and not just the coaching roster, but also everyone that's involved in Vanderbilt athletics. Now, one thing I immediately noticed being on the field was that obviously there's a bunch of new faces, you know, not only coaches, but from an administrative standpoint, you know, operations standpoint, uh, there's a ton of new faces out there. Some familiar faces. I saw, I saw Earl Bennett. I saw Jordan Matthews. Um, I got to meet Barton Simmons, got a chance to talk with all these guys. And I was very, very happy to see, uh, the product that, um, you know, get, get to see the players and, and, uh, I guess the overall, the overall practice experience for coach Lee. Um, I will say this, 
because there are so many new faces, I think everyone is getting treated very equal in my eyes um, and in Coach Lee's eyes probably. And I mean my equal, I think everyone wants to hold everyone accountable. Like I think everyone's trying to do their job to the best they can because so many people there doesn't like, I was talking to some girl, she was like, it's my my first week here. Like, I don't know anyone, but she was so excited to just be a part of Vanderbilt. She was like, what's your thoughts on this? Like I talked to a young girl who was part of the uh, like campus recruiting. Um, She, you know, takes recruits and shows them the campus and talks to them about uh, their options as far as school and what their majors are going to be. And she was so excited to learn everything about what my experience was at Vanderbilt and questions about some of the buildings. And I had a chance to talk with one of the young ladies there who was her, her job was like a, like a health coach. So her job is to meet with players, obviously talk to them about whether issues, you know, on or off the field, any sort of, any sort of thing they want to talk about. Um, But she was asking me like, Hey, what are some of the telltale signs, you know, from a player that might be, you know, fatigued or like maybe like, what are some of the things you want to see? I was like, well, you know, some of the things I look for uh, when I'm watching spring ball is a guy's tenacity and his like, and his want to, and his effort. And I'm like, some of the real, you know, some of the things I look for is a guy finishing a guy who's got really good body, um, you know, someone who doesn't have their hand, head down or hands on their hips. And she was like taking notes. She was like, Oh, it's great stuff. Um, but I just was really, really happy to see how enthusiastic everyone was. You know, you kind of talked about how that, that new life was coming to Vanderbilt because there are so many new faces. It's like a fresh start for everybody. You know, it's not like you just brought in a few extra people, uh, and they're surrounded by a bunch of, you know, coaches or assistants that have been doing this the last five years and aren't really, well, we're just going through them, going through the motions, I guess you could say it didn't, I didn't get that feeling. I did not get that feeling of people going through the motions. I got that feeling that like everyone was jacked up. I tweeted out, like at one point, coach Lee called everyone to the center of the field, uh, kind of midway through practice, you know, Hey, we're not going to get comfortable kind of thing, basically getting the guys so amped up to kind of hit the second half of the per- second half of the practice. There was 24 periods. It was a two and a half hour practice, you know, so I really, really was excited to see that. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, one of the things I noticed is that I think Coach Lee is doing a really good job of, you know, not, not being complacent and not letting people be comfortable um, and always trying to, you know, give it their all and, and bring that excitement back to back to Nashville. Absolutely, that's that's really good to does hear. That, does that make sense? Oh, you know, that makes that a make, lot of sense. Well, it's like whenever sense? you have, it's like whenever you get a new boss, right? At work, everyone sort of gets reset. Yes. To, and everyone, at, especially at first, is trying to impress the new boss, and yes. so you've you've sort of you wash away. I don't want to say you've like washed away the past sins that you've had. Right. But you do have a, a, a fresh, clean slate. And any good boss, any good leader will evaluate you with your own eyes, with their own eyes, and use, you know, what the the knowledge that they gained firsthand and not any sort of hearsay or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to evaluate you. And so I think especially, you know, for some guys, if you feel like you're you've been buried on the roster because your position coach or something was you know, you know, was Whoever, working, you right. had a yeah. had an issue with you or whatever, this is your chance. And so for everyone, even if you are an established starter, 
well, now you still need to work hard because that spot's not guaranteed anymore. Right. Well, that, yeah, that, that's from a, a player's perspective, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. Obviously, if I'm a player and I've heard, you know, maybe I had some bad luck with my position coach or we didn't see eye to eye or maybe I just, you know, coach saw so and so in a different light than he saw me. Absolutely. From a player perspective, now is your time to shine. Mm -hmm. You have a clean slate. Um, and and I, I think from a culture perspective, though, it's also really important because this is the first time you really get to see Coach Lee as a leader. Right. And so he, he gets to set his tone. He has to set sort of the expectations for what the program will look like going forward. Right. This is his Definitely. first impressions. And yes. that first impression matters not only to the players, but the entire program. And the entire program is not just coaches and I players. Like, I guess what I was trying to say is I liked I liked that because there was all new faces, no one on that staff was really involved with last year's mess i guess you could call it like, so who who was know what uh coach javon hay is still around javon hay right javon hay uh again and alumni though he, yeah, he yeah he's a vandy lifer there. and also just a great dude so yeah but i guess what i was trying to say is that no one is stepping like everyone is everyone is stepping into a fresh start no one has any of those bad habits or notations of what vanderbilt should be like oh this program's always been you know a school that's just gonna win six games like no one has that attitude. I guess that's what I was trying to say is because everyone's new, everyone's coming from established programs. Coach Lee did a really good job of taking coaches that came from winning programs. Mm -hmm. So everyone that I met, to me, had a winning attitude. And I just love to see that. And I know you were kind of talking from a player's perspective. And that was the next thing I wanted to kind of hit on was like, you know, why we have spring ball. Not only did I get a chance to learn about some of these coaches, but the coaches are getting a really good chance to learn about some of these players. For sure. Before we get into that, uh, I want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Uh, whether it's that rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. The original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop that pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker experts verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives a digital stamp of authenticity with that gives you an authenticity guarantee, and it protects sellers with a verified return process. They've eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Head on over to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Let's talk about spring practice a little more from a player. to give me some shoes from eBay, man. What's your you know, shoe? You're always worried about choice. Yeah. I mean, you're a cowboy boots man, if, I, if Dude, I'm not mistaken. I'm a cowboy boots fan. Oh, man. Yeah, I have too many to count. But as far as sneakers, I'm an Adidas guy. Adidas? Dude, the NMD is like my go-to shoe. But uh, if I'm not wearing cowboy boots, I'm wearing I'm wearing Adidas NMDs. But anyways. Okay. Yeah. I anyway. mean, <laughs> at, at the moment, at, at the moment, I've got on. You're the, a New uh, Balance guy. No, I'm a. Oh, I'm Nike. a I, got, I got on the Nike Air Maxes right now. Uh, I got you. I mean, my ideal shoe is barefoot, uh, but as someone who's been suffering from plantar fasciitis for mean, the last just... for, for the last four or five months, yes, I've oh, yeah. uh, I've been living in these and in my Brooks. I love my Brooks. So uh, talk about talk about just speaking of Nike real quick. I know it's off subject, but oh, man, no. 
<laughs> you know, the, I mean, with little Nas and that dang shoe that they released. Well, the whole thing, like, well, it's, it's oh really my. funny because it's not Nike. Like, people getting mad at Nike when it has nothing to do with Nike. It's other people repurposing uh, Nike. I know. I'm it's just so saying, funny. like, they're just getting such bad press. It's hilarious. But anyways, we'll get back in the Vanderbilt. I know. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I know they got a bunch of bad press around Kaepernick, but that was their doing. They got, but this bad press, it's like, oh, people who are, like, repurposing Nikes. They're like, we have nothing to do with this. We have, they're like, this is, you know, other people. So it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, talking about the spring game and spring game and spring ball, as a player, what I've heard from some guys is spring ball is some of the most valuable football you get all season because it's, uh, it, in a lot of ways, it's where you can grow the most. How, what was sort of your approach to spring ball when you were at Vandy or off-season conditioning and stuff like that in general? And what do you think are the greatest benefits for players of spring practices? Uh, certainly as a player, uh, you know, I guess coaches do a really good job of emphasizing as soon as the season ends over with, fresh start, you know. And so some of those bad habits that you had during the season, this is a time, this is a time as a player Charlie, to really kind of focus on some of those things that you might have, you know, oh, I need to work on my kick step a little bit. Oh, I need to work on my down blocks or whatever it might be. So spring ball is a great time for all players to really get a good uh kind of get a second chance to work on some of the things that they may have, you know, may have noticed that they needed some extra work on during the season. Um, it's also a great tool for coaches you know if i'm a coach especially for this new staff i'm getting to see what weapons i'm going to want to carry into the into the season right uh these coaches obviously never having an opportunity to work with some of these players unlike unlike javon hey obviously he's worked he's worked with the guys a little bit but you know for most of these coaches uh, you know like o-line coach blazik he's he's getting an opportunity to see what sort of you know tools he's going to have to work with come season, you know, are we going to, you know, are we going to be a outside zone team? Are we going to be a power team? You know, really good, you know, really good chance to kind of see what plays we want to start working on and perfecting as we carry those into the, into the regular season. Uh, because, because once training camp starts, you got to already be, you already got to know what you're going to have going into the season. You can't be trying to figure things out once you get to training camp. So it's for spring, for spring ball, if I'm a coach, I get to see where we stand, right? I get to see, you know, what sort of weapons I have that I'm going to use and, and kind of uh, focus on uh, going into the season. You know, from the coordinator standpoints, I need to kind of look at, you know, from a scheme standpoint, what works for these guys? You know, what works for my quarterback? What throws did he, you know, what throws did he struggle with in spring ball? Um, and you can look at that from from every position standpoint, you know, and from a strength and conditioning same exact thing. I'm, I'm assuming the coaches are going to have staff meetings with the strength and conditioning coach. Hey, we need to improve. Let's just say our run game. Okay. Uh, and if it's a zone scheme, hey, we really need to work on, you know, getting out of our stance explosion. So we really need to hit the power clean. We're going to hit, you know, the 10, maybe so much the 10 yard get off, uh, just things like that. So, you know, it all obviously, you know, combines into one from a strength and conditioning standpoint to, you know, uh, from a coaching perspective, all those guys, you know, work together. Um, and you're certainly going to always do things in the weight room that are going to, that are going to, um, what am I trying to say? Are going to translate, be, translate, be used on the field kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and as a player's perspective, it's a chance for me to re to re ensure in the coaches that, Hey, I'm the man for this job. Like obviously in the NFL, you have to earn your spot every year because there's a draft, you know, there's always free agency. You know, 
three or four guys that are trying to take your spot. There's free agency. Uh, same thing in college, though. It's a good chance as a player to re, you know reestablish yourself and say, hey, I earned this job last year, or I feel like I should have earned this job, or here's my chance to compete and earn this job going into the season. Because, you know, there's always going to be guys – you know, who felt, oh, I should have been the starter or I should have got more playing time. This is your shot, man. This is your shot to like dominate in spring ball and to leave no question going into going into the training camp. Who's going to be the starters? So, like, I want my name on that number one. You know, as an O-lineman, you got you know, your ones, twos, and, and you might usually have some threes. So, like, come training camp, I want my name to be on the ones. The one line, yeah. The one line. So training so, camp is a re- training camp is a really good or, excuse me spring ball is a really good really good time to to reestablish yourself as a player. So one of the things that we've seen more and more happening over especially the past decade is early enrollees. Vanderbilt has seven mm-hmm. this year, seven seven guys that have graduated high school early and have come in as freshmen. Used to be like just the quarterbacks would do that, but now I mean you smart look guys. at yeah the smart guy. Well <laughs> now listen, everyone in Vanderbilt is a smart guy. Uh, well and we we also know that O linemen are the smartest guys and. Mm-hmm. Three of the seven early enrollees are on the offensive line. There's obviously going to be it. some positions up for, uh, you know, uh, uh, up for grabs. They have a mammoth dude named Delphin Castillo who's uh, who's there as a true freshman. I don't know if he if you saw him. He's a big boy. I talked to Barton Simmons about him. And okay. they, were, they are very, very excited about that young man. I was kind of going through. I was like, okay, who are the ones? Who are going to be some mm-hmm. of the starters? And he were kind of going through. You know, he's not allowed to say who the starters are. Of course, he was saying of that, course. That that young man was definitely one that's on their eye, and that they were keeping an eye out for. That's going to be a big, big player for them in the upcoming years. Yeah, he's a you know he he's a he's a big, big kid um, that you know moves really well. He was mm-hmm. uh, he actually he he played a senior year down in down in Florida, but had been playing up in uh, Maryland before that. And I know, like like you said, there's definitely been some buzz around him. Uh, so I just uh, also want to ask you if, you know, how much time in spring ball in comparison to, let's say, fall camp, how much time are you spending in, you know, full group offense or, you know, whole team drills as opposed to like just positional drills in the spring? Are you spending more time or less time in the spring as, um, you know, a, a, as just like an offensive line unit? I would say less times as a unit and actually more times in a team in a team kind of uh setting okay another thing another another thing i noticed i think it, i think coach lee is doing a really good job of trying to get the guys to buy in and what i mean by that is as i was watching practice you're seeing a lot of these drills set up so that it's a full team you know um they're lining the guys up they're lining the guys up um down the entire hash marks and when they're stretching they're coming out you know one at a time lining up and it looks really really synchronized Uh, And what I'm trying to say is that I've seen a lot more team synchronized drills so that everyone's working together. They're always coming together. They're always breaking it down. Every time they go from period to period or from position, you know, from one side of the field to the next, they're always getting together. They're always breaking it down. That was another really, really apparent thing that I saw that Coach Lee was doing. He was making the practices certainly feel more like a team practice rather than, Hey man, first 12 periods I'm with the O-line, you know, in the last few periods I'm with the team. Uh, to me, it really felt like there was an emphasis on every single period trying to bring the team together one way or the other and kind of work together. So I really did like that. That's really cool. That's really cool. You said you saw some of your former teammates there, guys like Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I saw, did, I saw, you know, I saw Jordan Matthews. I uh, saw Earl Bennett. You know, he, he was a year before me, but uh, really good things that he's doing. He's done a really good job of, 
kind of connecting, you know, the fans to the program. He's been interviewing a lot of former players, kind of catching up with guys on Facebook, you know, the, what are you up to now? You know, why was Vanderbilt really important for you during the recruiting process? So I think he's doing a really good job of kind of showing and being more transparent within Vanderbilt. I think that's another big thing that we really were disappointed in was that there was no transparency in what was going on in that locker room. And I think everyone was pissed off and saying like, what is going on at Vanderbilt? Like we want to see more in depth of what is going on, you know, uh, in the building. And I think Earl Bennett is doing a really good job of bringing some of that fan experience back into the game and kind of showing, you know, what's going on at practice, what's going on with, you know, former players and just the program itself. And Barton Simmons doing the same thing. Him and Earl are going around and doing live Facebook videos of practice and like bringing the fan experience back. And I think that's going to do a really good job of putting more, you know, butts in the seats and just continuing to ride that wave. Like you mentioned that just the whole exciting, you know, the whole excitement of, of Vanderbilt football. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here today. It's good to be back together. It's been far too long. And, uh, you know, we will be back together hopefully very soon. Maybe we can get some of those uh, some of those guys that you, you caught up with at practice to talk about what they saw, their experience. And uh, we'll definitely be checking in uh, yeah. around the We're spring the, game. Yeah, I got to say, get, get back together in the spring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously do an analysis of uh, how we thought the game went. You know, kind of a breakdown of some specific players, some some positive things we saw, and obviously some things we need to work on. So I'm definitely excited to see um, them putting it all together. You know, at practice, uh, it's kind of hard to tell some of that sometimes because it's so fast and it's not really a game setting. You know, they're going from period to period and kind of one part of the field to the next is kind of kind of hard to follow sometimes because they're moving so fast. But uh, definitely exciting things going on in West End. I am very very pleased to see some of the. Um, you know, some of the improvements on the field with the coaches, uh, attention around the program, the Vandy United Fund. So great things happen, man. I think everyone should be and uh, is really, really excited for the 2021 season. And I, I, I think it's good to have this excitement because, you know, towards the end of last year, man, it was tough. It was really tough towards the end of last year. You know, so. I, I got, uh, you know, being so, because I'm so passionate, sometimes I let that passion kind of get in the way. And I certainly was on you know, social media and Twitter and probably saying some things I probably shouldn't have, but man, <laughs> you just get to a point where you break. I, and I was at that, I was broke. I was so, you know, ready for just for Vanderbilt to live up to its potential, man. And I think that's why so many people are passionate, especially the players, man. We're so passionate about Vanderbilt because we know the opportunity is there and we know that Vanderbilt can be great. And, uh, you know, it's finally nice to see that Candace, they talk about, Hey, Vanderbilt, everything we do is great. Everything we do is, you know, supposed to be excellent. You know, it's nice to just finally see some of those words, you know, come to life. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely an exciting time. And I'm excited to be back on the podcast with you, Matt. I know, you know, for a while there at the end of the season, I was looking at you. We were kind of going through some of our notes. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about, man. I mean, we're just like, I can only, come, I can only come, I can only come on here and talk about Derek Mason uh, so you know, many you times, only, right? You, you can only talk you... about it so many times. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy needs to go. Like, okay, yeah. we all know, we all know that. Like, so it's finally nice to get some life back in the program, and I can't wait to start doing some kind of breakdowns on some of these players. You know, specifically. I'm an O-line guy. Yeah, we're, we're to finally meet Coach Blazik. 
Love that guy. I really, uh, I think he's doing a great job. Well, if you, uh, if you look at the even this last couple of years of what they did at North Dakota State, I mean, they have hey, they've developed some really good linemen there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're looking at Dylan Radas as you know probably a day two pick this year he's a fringe first rounder coming out of North Dakota State as as you know FCS program it's pretty impressive they've always got you know some guys there they've had an incredible run game there for a, a long time so yeah I was gonna say his I, I was watching some of the run game his uh his kind of like uh I don't know his philosophy on the run game and aiming points that is great I love to hear him when he's talking about aiming points when you're talking about outside zone you're always going to get a different alignment. So like, as I'm a, say I'm a tackle, right. And I'm a left tackle and I'm going to be outside zone left, right. I'm trying to either reach this guy or I'm trying to stretch this guy. So the, so the back can, you know, make a read and obviously mm-hmm. either take it outside or he's going to, you know, find up. a way to cut, cut it up. And you always want to emphasize aiming points. So I hear a lot of, you know, especially the collegiate level guys, they get confused about like, well, Hey, outside zone. Oh, um, you know, I got to take a big first step to try to get my body in front of that defender. That's not always the case because you're going to talk about guys like it might be a type five. He might be a head up. He might be, you know, a wide nine. So when you talk about aiming points, you never have to worry about what your footwork is. So if I know, hey, I got a, a five and my aiming point on outside zone is going to be the armpit or the shoulder. And in, in the NFL, it was always the armpit because we really like to be real specific about where we are aiming. So where we want our hat to aim. Um, and coach Mike Solari, the online coach for uh, Seattle Seahawks, he thought that the armpit was a little bit more of a district of a descriptive point rather than the shoulder because the shoulder is so big. He thought that the, the armpit was a little bit more specific than where he wanted our hats. But the same sort of coaching methods talking about aiming points. I heard Coach Blasek going over those same points of emphasis when he was talking about the outside zone when I was at practice. And I just was like, dude, this sounds like I'm back in, you know, Mike Solari's offensive line meeting room, you know, one of the best online coaches in the NFL. And I'm like, this is it, man. We finally got someone who knows what they're talking about. You know, O-line coaches that I've seen come through Vanderbilt in the past, minus Herb Hand, it was scary, man. I sat in some of those meeting rooms and I'm like, I couldn't, I, I, I had to, I don't know, don't get me started. But Love to see. Uh, I know it kind of went specific there on an. No, no, that that that's the good zone. stuff, man. That's the good yeah, stuff man. right there. Yeah. So he's you know armpit or you know I don't know what Blasi he might say shoulder, but we used to say armpit for outside zone and then uh, the number outside number for inside zone. So you know when you have those aiming points, you never have to worry about what my footwork's going to be. So if a guy's a tight five or a four I, I'm not thinking, hey, my rule on outside zone is is you know take a big step. No, my rule on outside zone is my aiming point to get my hat on the armpit and my feet will follow right so my feet will kind of follow where my head goes you always say like your hat is going to lead where your head where your feet go so if i get my helmet or my hat at my aiming point my feet are naturally going to take care of themselves and they're going to give me in a good position to either stretch that guy or if i get my hat in position perhaps i might reach in the back might take it outside but love to hear that from coach blasik so far really really good things in the line love it i you know, I really hope that Vandy can reestablish a strong O-line game. You know, you guys have a tradition on the O-line. You guys have a lot of guys who you put into the league. And it'll be yeah. good to see them, you know, get back to, you know, a little bit of mauling. I, I'm not, not going to lie. Yes. I, I do want to see a little bit a, a little bit more of a physical line. And that, you know, that was one thing I was talking to Barton about is, um, 
you know, one of the things I hope to see as these coaches become form, more familiar with the players, because again, the players are trying to, you know, be on their P's and Q's and obviously not have any mental errors or mistakes. So I hope that as they get more comfortable with the staff and learning the plays, because, you know, you want to know what you're doing. And then once you know what you're doing, you're comfortable about going out there and just not even thinking. So once you can not think and just know exactly what to do, that's when you play fast. That's when you play physical. So I'm really, really excited to see kind of towards the end of spring ball here as they've had a chance four or five weeks to work with these coaches and start practicing some of these plays that they start getting a little bit more comfortable in the run game um, and seeing some guys finish. Now, I know we don't want to hurt our own guys, but, uh, you know, there, there's a difference between trying to hurt someone and just trying to oppose your will on them. So. <laughs> oh, I get jacked up, Matt. I, get I love it. Jacked up. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, we will definitely have some more of that big O-line energy coming uh, for the next show and as we continue down the line. But that's going to do it for us here today. So until next time, anchor down. Anchor down, Matt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.